Welcome into our In the Money podcast for Saturday, July 24th at Saratoga. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Late pick four starts in the eighth race. It includes the grade three caress stakes as the tenth. We'll start with the eighth. Philly and Mares, three and up maidens going a mile on the turf. A couple of Chad Browns in here that uh, are going to be strong contenders. Where did you land on this race, Jim? Well, you've got you've to include the Chad Browns, obviously. Um, I actually ended, though, with the um, uh, the horse that I like the best is George Weaver's horse, Vintage Style, the 7. Uh, it's 8-1 morning line. And you're, you're looking at a couple of Chad Browns who've only had two or three races, and Vintage Style, this will be her sixth race. And they thought enough of her after she after, – um, she tried to break her maiden to throw her in the Martha Washington at Gulfstream, and she didn't embarrass herself there. She's twenty-nine to one, but she's got a couple of seconds at maiden special weights at Gulfstream at seven and a half. This is barely stretching out another half furlong. Um, and the experience of George Weaver loves to win in New York, and I just think he's going to have this one ready. Um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper than this, though. When we get to the pick four, I think you have to use both Chad Browns, Swift in double and Rastafara, uh, both of them have shown early uh, precocity and and their uh, typical Chad Brown trainees, and they've both got a big shot. Shumagahi's horse, Baby Blythe, the, the uh, two, uh, off a of maiden try at Aqueduct back in December. Kind of wonder why she didn't run until now, but uh, she was 5-1 to one that day, ran well, and got beat a length. Uh, so she fits well here. And uh, also the eight-horse naked on the beach for Norm Cassie. I'm going to throw her in there because moving from a trainer named Jeff Mulcahy to Norm Cassie is a big move up. And uh, this horse has run at Keeneland, ran well at Keeneland at 34-1, to came back and was a disappointment at Churchill, never got in the race, was hung outside and took a bad step and stumbled, went off 4-1, to and that was back in May. This horse may get overlooked for uh, Cassie and Santana on the outside. So uh, I'm going to go Probably four or five deep will get the pick four. Uh, vintage style is kind of an upset pick for me in the uh, eighth race. I ended up trying to beat the two Chad Browns with Baby Blythe. Um, that was a really strong debut effort, that, as you mentioned, at Aqueduct for uh, Shug McGahee and just got beat a length. Uh, I like that Rosario takes the ride, and uh, Shug is uh, 20% off this kind of layoff. So being that it's Saratoga, I'm going to take a shot that he's got this one cranked up uh, to fire off the bench. I'll use the two Chad Browns. It's like split the double a little better over Rastafara. And then I'm going to also include the nine ego trip, only on the angle of Brendan Walsh. And you know he's done a nice job of uh, improving some of these Euro imports in their U.S. debuts. So on that angle, I'm going to throw in ego trip when we get to the pick four. Ninth race, first level allowance for Phillies and Mayors three and up, seven furlongs. And I ended up on Zainalarab for um, Chad Brown. This one won in a spread-out field in the debut. I like to see horses where they spread out the field. Usually indicates the the winner and sometimes even the runner-up had uh, a good bit of quality about them. And then in her uh, last race on Derby weekend at Churchill, she was only beaten two by Australasia, who came out of that race to win the Jersey Girls Stakes on Belmont Stakes weekend. So that was a, a nice effort for this one. So I'm going to take that one on top. Carmel Swirl, certainly the one to beat, uh, really was impressive in the win at Keeneland two starts back. 
Um, so I think that's definitely the one to, to beat. Uh, in treat, I'm going to take the other Chad Brown. Uh, won the uh, debut in September of 20. And, uh, you know, that's winning first time out uh, for a dirt starter, not something that is, uh, is, happens as often for Chad as with his turf runners. So uh, at 10 to 1, I'm going to include that one. Uh, Amendment 19 has a couple of solid buyers that uh, intrigue me. And then the 8 Flash Magic used to, you know, normally you would say, I, I don't take horses coming, you know, somebody trying to improve a horse coming from Baffert's barn. But these are unusual circumstances where horses are uh, going from the Baffert barn to somebody else. And in this case, uh, the Flash Magic ran really well in the first time out for Steve Asmussen. So I'm going to include that one as as well, just in case she's really good and uh, really getting good right now. So uh, I like all five of those, but Zayn Alarab is my on-top pick. How about you? Well, you uh, confirmed my suspicion about this race because I really couldn't narrow it down very far at all. And I, uh, I wound up with five or six horses, and when we get to pick four, I'm going to impose my rule. I'm going to take them all. I couldn't really eliminate anything here. I thought Chad Brown's horse, the three, was the worst horse in the race. And when I think that Chad Brown's horse is the ninth best horse out of nine, that means I, I, I need to go deep here. Firing Carroll, the four, may be a throwout. That 77 buyer, though, fits with the rest of them in here. Uh, all, all of them are in upper 70 range except for uh, Amendment 19 and Caramel Swirl. And uh, Caramel Swirl just freaked that day at, at uh, Keeneland. And that, it was not a... It was not a uh, uh, surprise! Everybody on the track had that horse, and then she comes back. They throw her in the eight bells, and, and uh, she didn't run that well. She, she broke out at the start. She's hung out in the twelve hole. So whether she's she shoot, showed a lot of ability early in her career with an eighty-seven buyer at Aqueduct. So if you throw out the eight bells and say she was compromised the outside post, she is the horse to beat in here. So I, I would not argue with anybody who said that she's a strong favorite, but. There's enough question marks in here. There's enough other good horses in here just to say you need to go deep. Uh, Amendment 19 would probably be my second choice behind Caramel Swirl. And Zane Little Rob, uh, for Chad Brown, you make a good point. Australasia uh, was undefeated in her first four or five starts, I think, before she uh, threw a clunker in Churchill. But uh, that, that was a great race there. And she's paired up two 72 buyers in her first two races. She's got a lot of really good proof. They go deep here. Can't Don't have a strong opinion at all. Tell me uh, who you like in race 10, the grade three caress, Phillies and Mayors four and up, sprinting on the turf at five and a half. Well, I do have a strong opinion in this race. I'm glad you asked. Um, I think Robin Sparkles here. Uh, I'm not going to single her, single her because I think you've got to use Caravelle just off that last race in Goldwood at Monmouth, just 99 buyer. I've got to throw her in there, and this is a perfect race to just go too deep. I think Robin Sparkles is the best speed. She's proven that she's faster than Jakarta uh, because they raced together the last two times. Even though Jakarta, if you look back at her uh, PPs, she, she wants to go to the lead, but she's not going to get the lead from Robin Sparkles being in the six hole. So Robin Sparkles is going to control the speed, the, the flow of the race. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way Task can run her down. She's overmatched in here. Excuse me. So I think the only horse that has a chance to actually take her down is Caravelle. And it's very simple. I'm going to use those two to pick four. Um, I'm going to take Robin Sparkles for a win bet, uh, hopefully better than 65. But I think these two horses are, I think they got the morning line just right at this race. I think it's between Robin Sparkles and Garavelle. Yeah, I uh, 
am on those two as well. I did take Caravelle on top of the win just off that last race, and she's won three out of four, but it's a toss-up between those two and just use them both of the pick four and move on. I can't get too creative beyond that. 11th race is a state-bred, New York-bred allowance race. Uh, non-winners of one other than. Mile on a 16th on the turf. Phillies and Mayors three and up. Uh, didn't have a strong opinion here. Ended up taking a shot on top with Electric Youth. Uh, nice improvement up to a 70 buyer in the turf debut. Johnny V stays in the saddle. My lips are sealed. Uh, looks awfully strong off those last two efforts for Weaver. Uh, the eight, Choose Happiness, gets Irad Ortiz and makes already a second start over the Saratoga Turf course at this meet. Uh, and then Jamaica Joy, I'm going to include the 12. Obviously not a great post, but it is the first race on the turf. She's bred for it. And it's Mike Maker, and he, this is only the fourth lifetime start and the third for him. And she won first time out from Maker and then uh, threw in a clunker last time. So getting to the turf where she's bred to do well, I'm going to take a shot with Jamaica Joy in there and go four deep in the pick four. Um, so my pick four ticket is one, two, three, nine with three, five, six, seven, eight with one, two with five, seven, eight, twelve. So Jim, tell me about the last race for you and your pick four ticket. Mine's very simple. I'm going to go with my lips are sealed. That's my single. Uh, George Weaver, as I stated before, loves to win at Saratoga. He gets his horses ready. This horse is a third race off the layoff. Got a 79 and an 80 buyer, which are the two top buyers in this field. If I researched it correctly, nobody has run a 79 and nobody has run an 80. I just think this horse, as she grew perfectly in the seven hole, she's going to be off the pace if not go to the, go to the lead and control everything. I think this is the slam dunk of the day. My lips are sealed is my pick in the 11th, and I'm going to base my pick four on that single. So my pick four is uh, one, two, three, seven, eight, with all, with one, two, with seven for forty-four dollars. My ticket is uh, the one I gave out is an eighty-dollar ticket. So um, I uh, went a little deeper this week. And uh, last week, by the way, you had the pick four. I should have had it. I didn't. I got DQ'd out of it, but I should have used Mandaloon and just taken the ticket up to sixty dollars, and I would have had it. But uh, we did uh, with Graceful Princess. We gave him a nice uh, price yeah. horse in there, and then uh, impressive effort by Mandaloon. Even got nailed at the wire. I was impressed by how he came back, and then he got moved up. Oh, he ran huge, and I'm sitting there. I've got I've got both those in my pick four, obviously, and um, uh, I, I'm a big Giroux fan. And I thought that I thought the horse was beaten. Uh, I did pick uh, Hot Rod Charlie over Mandaloon, but Mandaloon ran a great race, and. Giroux got the exactly the same perfect trip that he wanted, and uh, going to be fun to watch those two horses later on. It was a it was a tough takedown, but I agreed with it. I mean, when I watched the head on, uh, oh sure, I don't know. Flavian did come in, did cause the problem. Uh, the big question is, if they had had whips, would it have been avoided? Because Flavian says that he felt the horse drift in, and if he had a left hand tap, he would have gotten straightened out. He'd have won by half a length and. And he'd be, you know, they'd be a whole lot richer. Uh, and uh, and probably uh, that horse, uh, Midnight Bourbon, Bourbon, uh, Midnight Midnight Bourbon, Bourbon. Yeah, uh, would not have gone down. I mean, so, you know, you can argue about the, the whip use there. That's a, that's a big question mark in uh, in New Jersey. And But it was a great race. Uh, both those horses, thank God, they came out of it well, as did Midnight Bourbon. And uh, they're going to be getting better down the road in the 
Travers is going to be good, and uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic is going to be good, and it's just going to be a nice rest of the summer, I think, watching those two. So hopefully you guys cashed on a pick four last week, and hopefully we'll give you another one this week. From the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.